Good evening, this is Patrick Donahue with Bible Crossfire. Appreciate you listening every week at this same time. This program, we allow your questions, your comments. We allow religious controversy issues to be discussed. The basic rule we have is, is that the Bible, God's Word, settles all issues. doesn't matter what I think, what you think is best, what will be the most popular view, what will bring in the most people to the church we're a member of. It doesn't make a bit of difference what the majority says or what the wise men say or the men that have gone to seminary or anybody else. Since God is the authority, the only thing that matters is what does God say. And God has revealed his will in the Bible. The Bible is inerrant, without error, because it is God's word. Men, such as myself, we can be wrong. But when we prove what we say by the Bible, then it is the word of God. It is the answer to any religious issue or question. And I think that's what we need to learn, that a lot of churches, a lot of people who claim to be Christians, they don't use the Bible as their guidebook anymore. We'll have some more to say about that later in the program, but let's take our first call at this time. Phil from Michigan, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Hi, Patrick. If a police officer or soldier takes another person's life in the line of duty... Are they disqualified from heaven? And if yes, is it a permanent disqualification? Or can they do something to reverse that? Phil, thank you for your call, and I'll answer that on the air at this time. I think a passage like Matthew 5, verse 43 and following, would help us to see the answer to that question. Jesus said there, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is imperfect. So Jesus says to love our enemies, uh, not to kill our enemies. Now, a soldier's task is to kill his enemy, not to love his enemy. And so it doesn't look like to me that a soldier, a Christian, a faithful Christian can be a soldier because the soldier, his purpose is to kill his enemy. And Jesus has said to love your enemies, not kill them. Can you imagine, Jesus, if he were here today, would he be a soldier? In Romans 12, verse 18, the Bible says, If it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto the wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy, enemy, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. This would seem to be totally contrary to what a soldier is tasked to do. Right? A soldier is not tasked with 
feeding his enemy, with returning good for evil, he is tasked with returning evil to stop evil. So a Christian cannot be a soldier and kill people, even people we consider to be our national enemies. Okay? I don't think, I think everybody listening could understand that when they think about the perspective, this from this perspective. Would Jesus have been a soldier, say in the U.S. Army, or the Iranian Army, or the Iraqi Army, if he were living today? Would Jesus be a soldier? I think we can see from what he taught and what he did that he would never come close to being a soldier. And so neither should a faithful Christian. Neither should a faithful Christian. John from Toronto, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Uh, John? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, Um, you uh, called uh, Billy Graham a false teacher? I have because he taught things were false. Like he said, the my, the quotes I gave said that Muslims, Jews, and Buddhists could be saved without believing in Christ. I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the quote right in front of me. Uh, as long as they followed their light, their religion, faithfully. So that's false. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So Billy Graham taught something that was false, something very important that was false. So by definition, he's a false teacher. Go ahead with your question or comment, John. Okay, so uh, Philippians one eighteen, how does that okay. line up with uh, one eighteen? So in Philippians one eighteen, it says, "What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and and will rejoice." Okay. So, what this verse is saying, John, is when somebody who is say preaching for the wrong reason or is not living right. Okay, He's not preaching sincerely, but he's preaching the truth. That even though that person is, is not a faithful Christian, perhaps, maybe we don't even know it, but they're not. They're not following the Word of God. But is, if they preach the truth, we can rejoice in that fact that they're preaching the truth. Even though they're not necessarily following the truth themselves. Because even a person who's not faithful to God, if he preaches the truth... He can have a good effect because he's teaching the truth and people who obey that truth become Christians even if the guy preaching it is a total pretender. You see what that's saying, John? Okay, thank you. So what passage then do I find for to uh, that would condemn Billy Graham? Well, I just gave you one while ago. John yeah, where, 14, where, where, where verse 6. 14, well, verse let me, 6. It may take a couple of passages. John 14, 6 is the one where Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. He said in John 8, 24, except ye believe that I am he, shall die in your sins. So, so Billy Graham, he taught that people who did not believe in Christ, like Jews, for example, Muslims and Buddhists, they could still be saved. Those passages and many others teach that you can't be saved unless you believe in Christ. I mean, John three sixteen teaches that, the most famous verse in the Bible. It says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Implying that if we don't believe in him, we will perish and not receive mm. eternal life. So Billy Graham, on that point, taught falsely, and that made him a false teacher. Is that what you're asking in this question, uh, no, I, John? No, I, I, I am asking what passage condemns Billy Graham. Okay. Well, if those passages don't do it, then I'm going to 
turn to, there's a lot of passages that talk about how false teachers would be lost. One of them that I've mentioned on this program recently is Matthew chapter 15, verse 14. It says, let them alone, they be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. So here in this analogy that Jesus is making, the blind leader represents the false teacher. The blind follower represents us if we allow that false teacher to lead us astray. And the ditch represents being lost. So Billy Graham, since he's a false teacher, that means he, in this analogy, he is a blind leader of the blind. And this verse says then he will fall into the ditch. He'll be lost. Does that make sense, John? That that one does to a degree. Is there any other ones that would uh, condemn Billy uh, or the false teacher? <clears throat> Any other passages? Well, how about Second Peter, chapter two, verse one? It says, "But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in condemnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction." So this is saying there were false prophets. Then there'll be false teachers later. They'll bring in condemnable heresies, and when they do that, they're denying the Lord that bought them, and they bring upon themselves swift destruction. So this is saying that false teachers will be lost because of their false teaching. Okay, very good. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Patrick. John, thank you for your time, okay? Okay, bye. We appreciate any good question like that. And if you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. The number to call is 877-655-6755 if you have a Bible question or comment. Well, the lines are wide open, so I thought we had another call or two, but evidently they went off the air, went off the drop their call. So if you have a Bible question or comment, the lines are wide open, 877-655-6755. While we're waiting on another call, I thought we might talk about what we've read about on the Internet, on the news this week. This past week, the United Methodist Church leadership voted, they proposed, that the denomination split on gay marriage. That that the United Methodist Church then, the, the, the church as it exists now, will allow gay preachers, allow gay marriage, but they're going to allow any of their congregations, if they don't agree with that, to start a, way I would typify it, a new denomination, a new Methodist denomination that holds the more traditional view. Uh, So I have in my notes, my daughter recently saw an article on the internet explaining how the United Methodist Church has proposed to split in two with the new traditionalist Methodist denomination remaining opposed to gay marriage and, quote, the remainder of the denomination to permit same-sex marriage and LGBT clergy for the first time in its history. The article goes on to say that, quote, many mainline denominations, including the Episcopal Church, Presbyterian Church USA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, United Church of Christ, and others already perform same-sex marriages and appoint gay clergy. So this raises this important question. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible teach on homosexuality? And we'll get to that in just a minute. But let's take another call. George from North Dakota. Go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. 
Oh, my question is um, to comment on Billy Graham as a false teacher is uh, so is um, like Joyce Mayer, Clifford Dollar, uh, Joe Osteen, and um, T.D. Jakes. Uh, all these big time ministers, they're false, false teachers. Is that uh, is there a way for them to? Uh, come back to the Lord, or is there a way that they're doomed forever? Hey, George, they're false yep. teachers. That's true. I agree with you. Why yep. are they false yep. teachers? Why are they false because, teachers? Uh, well, how I see is that... Uh, is it because they teach something that's false, right? How about we look at Matthew 15, verse 9. I think this will help us here. Matthew 15, verse 9 helps us to see that false teachers are going to be lost. It says, Jesus speaking, he says, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And so people teach the commandments of men. This makes their worship as vain, useless or worthless. And you can't go to heaven that way. If your worship is in vain, you can't go to heaven that way. So false teachers are going to be lost because they're teaching what's false. Now, George asks, is there any hope for him? Yes. It's just like any other sin. If a person repents, they can be forgiven. Remember, Jesus said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. But he told, Peter told people by inspiration of God in Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. So a person that's willing to repent of their sins and be baptized, they can get the remission of sins. So any false teacher, if he's willing to repent and change his teaching and start teaching the truth of the gospel... Repent of that, he can be forgiven. So, all hope is not lost, that's for sure. Anybody that's out there that's teaching falsely, just quit doing that. Repent of that. You can be forgiven of that false teaching. Tony from... Where are you from, Tony? I'm from... uh, I am from Pineville, Louisiana. Louisiana? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. What's your Bible question or comment, please? My question is, you said Billy Graham was teaching false doctrine. Because he said that if you are a Jew, you cannot make it to, you can still make it to heaven. Now, my question is this, where did you, where did you saw Billy Graham preach something like that? Because I never heard of Billy Graham say something like that. Which is, which yeah. is, which is, which is not true about, if you are a Jew, you won't make it to heaven without Jesus. Where did you saw him say something like that? That's yeah, my I saw question. it. Like he Maybe said I it can to. check it out for myself. He right. said it to he said it to Robert Schuler. He said it to uh, in McCall's magazine. Is, is Robert uh, Schuler still alive? Let me let me Robert let me read Shuler the quotes. Let me read the quotes. What do you say? Okay. Uh, let me read you read the quotes. In an okay. interview with Robert Schuler on May the thirty first, nineteen ninety seven, mm-hmm. here's what Mr. Graham said, and I quote: Okay, I will whether check they come website too now. Mm-hmm. Listen. Whether they come from the Muslim world or the Buddhist world or the Christian world or the non-believing world, they are members of the body of Christ because they've been called by God. They may not even know the name of Jesus, but they know in their hearts they need something that they don't have, and they turn to the only light they have, and I think they're saved, and they're going to be with us in heaven. So that's one quote. Now, the second quote, the second quote was from McCall's Magazine, January 1978. Here's what he said there, and I quote, I okay. used this is this is Billy Graham. He said, "I used okay. to believe that pagans in far off countries were lost, were going to H E L L. 
if they did not okay. have the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to them. I no longer okay. believe that. I believe that there are other ways of recognizing the existence of God through nature, for instance, and plenty of okay. other opportunities, therefore, of saying yes to God. So there you have it, okay. Tony. I've given you two quotes where Billy Graham says that a person who's not a believer in Christ, as long as they're faithful to their Jewish or Muslim religion or the Buddhist religion, that they can be saved. And that contradicts many passages in the Bible, and that makes Billy Graham a false teacher because he's teaching something that's false. I really appreciate what you said. You hear me now? I appreciate what you said. But what you need to understand is that if you look at the book of Matthew, chapter 24, it says, do you know false prophets are rising day by day? Do you know that? Yes, that's right. Okay. See, you, you should not be surprised if <laughs> Billy Graham can teach that kind of false doctrine. Because that's a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. See, the Bible says a lot of bright lights will go up. People, people that you are looking up to as a giant of faith, they will fall down. You know? And that's why, that's why Jesus said, when he come back, will he find faith in the world? He said, Tony, will he find faith? Because men will appreciate depart from faith. I'm going to have to let you go right now. I, I I, you're right. You. I, sh I should not be surprised. Thank you for your call. Janelle from Iowa. Go yes, ahead with your Bible sir. question or comment, please. My comment is that I disagree strongly that Billy Graham has ever stated that. You refer to magazines, but his, the mouth of Billy Graham has never preached anything but the gospel, that there is only one way to heaven, and that is through Christ that died on the cross for everyone's sin. Only one way. Janelle, you know you're exactly right in what you're teaching, that there is only one way to be saved. Now, we disagree on whether or not Billy Graham taught the opposite of that. I have the quotes, and these are it's a matter of public record what he said in this interview in 1997 to Robert Schuler and in McCall's magazine in January 1978. It's a matter of public record. But the important thing is, Janelle, that you're correct that the only way to Christ is through Jesus Christ. That you okay. can't be saved without believing in Christ. And we agree with that, Janelle. Thank you for your call. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Thank you, you have a good evening. You too. Robert from Georgia, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. How are you doing? Thank you for your call, Robert. Hey, I had a question uh, referring to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, about the uh, spiritual language, the spiritual tongue. Uh, what do you uh, take on that on, on that scripture? Do you think that tongues uh, are are really a gift from God uh, to everybody, or do you believe that it's just a gift only to the uh, to the to like the elders of the church? Well. In 1 Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 12, in verse 30, says, Has all the gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret? So it's implied that even then not everybody could speak in tongues. But in chapter 13, which you brought up, verse 8 says, Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether they be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, talking about miraculous knowledge, it shall vanish, vanish away. So, Robert, that passage in 1 Corinthians 13 is predicting that there would come a time when tongues would cease. 
Now, I don't have time to do it right now. I've got to go out there in about three or four minutes. But if you examine the context, you'll see that this is saying that this prophecy in tongues would stop when the New Testament revelation was completed. And the New Testament revelation was completed at the latest by about 100 A.D. So prophecy in tongues, they had them back then, but this verse teaches they would stop once the New Testament was completed. Now that we have a completed New Testament, people don't speak in tongues today. You follow me, Robert? Yeah. The reason why I brought it up because there's still there's still some churches that do uh, speak in, uh, that do have their whole congregation uh, speak in tongues in the yeah. spiritual language. Have you ever noticed that the tongues they claim to speak in are just gibberish? Just gibberish? Yeah. But in the Bible, a tongue was actually a human language. The purpose of the tongue would be like, God would miraculously enable me to speak in Russian so I could go right. preach in Russia without having to study the language. You can see that in Acts, Acts chapter, chapter 2, one. verse 36. In Acts chapter 2, it says, Because that every man heard them speak in his own language... And then in verse 8 it says, and how we hear every man in our own tongue. So if you put right. those two verses together, you see a tongue was a language that people understood, not just gibberish like the people do today. What they're doing today is, is not tongues, it's just gibberish. And 1 Corinthians 13 teaches that tongues have ceased. Robert, I have I got some one, material. I got, one more quick, I got one more quick question for you. Okay, what do you go think ahead, Robert. Jensen Franklin. About who? About Jensen Franklin. I don't know who that is. Free Chapel down in, uh, down in Gainesville. I have no idea. But Robert, let me, since I don't know who, who that is, I won't be able to tell you what I think. But let me mention this. I have some okay, material. I have some material that I could send that <clears throat> develops the argument in full, which I don't have time to do tonight. The argument in full that proves from the Bible that prophecy and tongues like that have ceased. Now, I can send that to you via email if you like. Would you like me to send it to you email? Yeah, sure you can. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to write down your number, and I'll call you later to get your email address, okay, so I can send you that material. Okay. Okay, Robert? Good night. God bless. Good night. Thanks for your call. Let me mention that also to anybody else in the audience, that I have some material it's in a Microsoft Word document that develops the argument from 1 Corinthians 13 and Zechariah 13, proves conclusively that prophecy, tongues, the, these messages by which, by which God miraculously enabled uh, people to reveal his New Testament law in parts, that that has ceased. And so people do not prophesy. They do not speak in tongues today. I'll be glad to send that to you. Let me tell you what you can do. You can text me your email address. Okay, or call me after the program on my cell number and ask for the material in tongues and I'll send that to you. Also, let me mention the other thing that I'd like to mention to you about, and that is I, I would love, if you are willing, I would love to do a one-hour phone Bible study with you. And the way that normally works is, is I send you an outline via email ahead of time, and then we agree upon a time we'll study together by phone the Bible using that outline for one hour. If you would like the phone Bible study, then call me or text me on my cell phone. Or if you'd like the free material proving that prophecy and tongues, proving by the Bible they have ceased, 
then call or text me on my cell phone. My cell phone number is 256-682-9753. If you want that free material on tongues, or if you would like a one-hour phone Bible study, I never charge any a dime for anything. You call or text me. My number, I'm Patrick Donahue, 256-682-9753. We'll take care of that for you. And thank you so much for being willing to listen to the program. A lot of good calls and questions tonight. Be sure and listen next week at this same time. Don't ever forget the passages in the Bible like Hebrews chapter 5, verse 9, that teach that not only do we have to believe in Christ, but we have to obey Christ. That text reads, talking about Jesus, He became the author or the source of eternal salvation unto all them that obey Him. Implying that if we don't obey Him, we won't receive eternal salvation. Again, my cell number, 256-682-9753 if you want the free material or if you want the one-hour phone Bible Bible study.